The Providence College Friars. Top of the crossover. The Big East. The rest of the college hoops world. Setting the screen. Dunn twisting his way in. This is the Providence Crier Podcast. With your host, a PC grad standing in at four feet tall. He is the Providence Crier himself, Mike Surratt. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of the Providence Crier Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Surratt, the Providence Crier. Follow me on X, that's at Providence Crier. Read our blog, theprovincecrier.com. Join with me, as always. We have BOC in the house. Follow him on X, at BOC all day. Today is September, or excuse me, today is Friday, September 15th. Um, and the Big East schedule is finally announced, BOC. We will dive in every single game. Um, but first, we'll, we're going to hit some recruiting news. Um, it's, it's It's been a... It's been a minute, BSC. Like we, we didn't have a show last week. We got one this week. Obviously, some stuff happened uh, with Will McNair, uh, and we'll discuss that. Um, it just felt like a big news week for P, uh, for PC hoops, BSC. And like, I was like, oh, do we record about this news or do we wait? Because then the Georgetown news came out, and the schedule came out. I'm just all over the place. Well, we in our defense. We didn't expect a roster defection a month and a half, two months before the freaking season starts. And I think by everybody's everybody's surprised by this news, right? I think English seems like a very transparent coach. And I think McNair came in fully understanding his role as, you know, one of the first off the bench. Maybe he gets some additional burn against the bigger teams in the Big East, which we'll get to is why it's such a big loss. But it seems as if because he went on the Spain trip, it seems as if maybe he had a change of heart on um, his role within the team and his role with his last year of college. I can't really fault him for that, but then you ponder why he came to Providence in the first place. Uh, He may now want to, and he's going to Kansas State now, he may want a starting five role. Um, And you can't fault him for that, but it just makes you wonder what was told him in the recruiting process and what – why his why the change of heart um so you and i i think a lot of people will say oh my god like why are you guys getting so upset he averaged whatever it was three and three in mississippi state it's not that and i think you and i are really firmly aligned here um it's the fact that we don't have a five man on the roster you can call odoro a five maybe uh i I don't think you can call castro a five and deloria five um we mean a five in the truest sense of the words, like the throwback fives in the post. We don't have one of those. McNair was that. And prior to McNair committing, I thought the only gap on our roster was a big man. We filled that with McNair, regardless of how productive he was going to be. We filled that gap. So now we have to play really small. We have to play some type of Marquette type style. And 
there are going to be a few games if the roster stays as is where we're going to get crushed on the boards, going to get crushed down low, and we're going to have to live with that. Yeah, and, um, you know, listen, at the end of the day, Kim English's team probably isn't, you know, going to be based around a prototypical back-to-the-basket big, right? Um, I mean, obviously, Oduro is good in the post, but, like, you know what I mean? Like, like the offense isn't going to be built around the center uh, so much. But, um, so, I mean, I don't necessarily mind that we're going to be smaller. But to your point, BOC, the thing that would have been nice about McNair is he, he he's beef in a pinch, you know, yep. you're playing a team where matchup wise, uh, you know, you, you could use some size in there. You could use a guy that can give some fouls, bang in the post, um, you know, a little rim protection here and there rebounding. Um, so that would have been a nice luxury to have. Um, it, to, and, your, to your point, I don't think we're going to play that way. But it's the fact that we were we had the ability to play that way. Exactly. Exactly. We no longer uh, have that ability. He's hamburger helper, BFC. He, he's yeah. beefing a pitch. All right. Uh, <laughs> and so, so yeah, not having that is a big deal. Now, Providence does um, end up filling Will McNair's spot. Um, they end up adding Eli DeLaurier, uh big man from Virginia. Can I ask you a quick question? Go ahead. Do you think if McNair is still on the roster that they get this kid to reclass and come in? No. Interesting. Do you? Maybe because I, I we don't we'll never know. Um, but he doesn't him and McNair are so drastically different. Yeah. Um, we had an extra spot. So it could have just been just getting the front court ready, a jump start for next year. To me, it seemed like when I say next year, I mean 2024, 2025. Too much of a coincidence, BOC. I agree. That, I, yes. Like That's, they probably knew a few days before McNair was leaving that he was leaving. I agree. And then this opportunity kind of just created itself. Um, but yeah, Eli DeLoyer, originally class of 2024, as BOC mentioned, reclasses for 2023. Will be on this year's team. What um, what geographic area is you from? Oh my god! This 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 like sparked up a giant uh, back and forth with Georgetown fans. But yeah, he's from Virginia. And um, BLC, what does DMV stand to you? It, <laughs> it's the DC area, Maryland. And what's the B stand for? Uh, yeah, Virginia, right? I believe Virginia. Yeah, we yeah. had we had people drawing us freaking graphs of circles that quantifies what the DMV is. It's like, well, let's, yeah. it's like, it's, somebody, it's like us, it's like, it's just like us landing somebody from Maine and saying, Oh, we got a new England recruit and people being like, that's not new England. It's like, no, it is. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Uh, and on top of that, their stupid map that they sent kids from Charlottesville, Charlottesville is like just outside of this little map. Of what's technically called the DMV. When, when you called him out on being from the DMV area, that kid definitely just drew up that map and conveniently put. He didn't even do it. it. Someone else did it for him. <laughs> yeah, this kid absolutely went to twenty four seven. Saw that he was from Atlanta, Georgia, because he plays for OTE, and that's what he thought for sure. 
no doubt in my mind. Um, but yeah, no, um, you know, I, I wrote an article on McNair leaving, wrote an article on Eli coming in. Um, you can catch that at theprovincecrier.com. Um, what, kind of, what kind of player does he remind you of? Is it is it too easy to say like a Horkler? Yeah, I was going to lean that direction, BSC. Um, but I think he'll probably be more athletic than Horkler. Um, Horkler, was, Horkler was sneaky athletic. I know you disagree with that. Yeah, his, I mean, his his ability to get off the floor and get like second second chance second chance rebounds and just second touches on the and blocking it was pretty fantastic. Yeah, he did have some big blocks there near. There's no doubt about it. But I do think the Warriors' frame and kind of build is is more suited uh, to be a little bit quicker. Um, uh, maybe wrong, but um, his brother Javin DeLaurier played for Duke. Captain at Duke. That's so, that's more important than him playing at Duke, in my opinion. Right. Um, so there are things there that, that you really like from him. Um, is he a contributor this year? I, I don't know. I doubt um, it. What's that? I doubt it. Uh, if yeah. he gets if he averages more than five minutes, I'll be shocked. Yeah. Um, but it goes but, but it goes back, but it goes back to our point. Now we are firmly relying on Odoro and Castro, and that's it. Yeah. No, that's, you're right. Not, not, objectively, that's a really scary thought. Yeah. One, of them is, one of them has never played in the Big East. Granted, they've had a ton of success in the uh, A-10, two-time all-conference player. So he's proven it at the collegiate level. He hasn't proven it on the Big East level. The other has been with the team for what? Is it? This is his third year in the program, right, Castro? Yeah. And he hasn't proven anything on the Big East level. Nor and when he has been in the game, it's he's been no. really hit or miss. So it's I I'm with McNair, I, I think it is the most bullish I've ever been on a Providence team. With McNair gone, it's the one thing that can derail us is we need to stay incredibly healthy in the front court. Because if one of Odoro or Castro goes down, we're we're screwed. We're in a lot of trouble. Yeah. No, I definitely agree. Um, but I do I'm very intrigued by DeLaurier as we look down the line here. Oh, for sure. Yeah. Um, guy that can space a floor, hit a three. I think he's like, he's a pest on the glass, man. He, he gets after it uh, on the boards. Um, he's got a build that I think is very project. Like he needs to add a little bit of muscle, but a build that, that I think can project well into the big East. Yeah. Um, so, I like the move for the future, but but you're right. It's definitely a question mark. Um, all right, let's pivot here. Another big story that broke over the last well, two really weeks. Really quick, one last thing. Do you think there's any chance we had a big before the start of the season? No. I would want us to. I don't think we do. I would want us to. Yeah. I mean, yeah, it certainly wouldn't hurt. Um, if quadruple. Paul. <laughs> Quadzilla. Uh but yeah, let's pivot onto on the other huge story that kind of broke um outside of the Georgetown game uh news. But Alan Breed's case was dismissed um by Rhode Island uh uh DA, province DA. Um not enough evidence to to bring it to a trial. Shocking. It's unfortunate for Alan Breed because you know, 
this news comes on September 14th or 13th or whatever it was and kind of hurt, really hurt his chances of landing at another school. Yeah, I think um, I, I, I'm not a lawyer, nor do I pretend to be one, but it feels like it's something that could have been resolved a lot sooner than it did. And um, you wish the best for him. I wish he was in a Providence jersey. Everybody knows how much I love him. Question for you then. Do you think he returns? We have the roster spot, don't we? We do have a roster spot. Dude, I, oh my. That would... um. And it seemed that... It seemed like Kim was holding it for him for a while. You know, he was pretty... I hope he didn't burn any bridges on the way out. I, I don't know. I know. Because it did seem like that was a surprise when he left too. Yeah. Um, um, I think, I think, I think he'd welcome him with open arms. Like you and I have talked about this. I, I'm much more, I'm much more high on Bree than you are, but I think you and I are both in agreement. He probably would get less burn this year than he would last year, despite yeah. being a year older. Cause I think the talent in the backcourt is much better than it was last year. Um, but he was probably the most trusted player by Cooley last year. Cooley was his biggest fan. And again, we, we, you can, you know, Cooley's like Voldemort around here, which is fair, but Cooley trusted that guy unequivocally. He coached him the hardest out of anybody. There's something to be said for that. And there's something to be said for somebody who's been in the trenches at Providence and understands the nature of the fan base, the school. Um, you know, I, I'm the number one Alan Breed fan and I would love to have him back, but do I think it happens? Probably not. Yeah. Um, we got in kind of a spirited debate in the text group, BOC, because. Well, let's not, let's I, not get into your couple takes of recent. Well, yeah, you think they're so bad, but, you know, I'll well, say there, there, there's, one, there's one of them that's a horrendous, and I won't bring it up on here, but. I will. No, no, we're not, we're not doing that. About, listen, I think the timing does suck, but. There's some responsibility here. I'm afraid. I'm sorry. No, like I thought we were talking. I thought we were talking about something else. Never mind. Oh, okay. Not I don't me. know. I just, I, I, I just like listen. You play basketball at a school. I know things can happen, but you got a responsibility to kind of know who you're associating yourself with, uh, and not put yourself in those situations. Easy for you to say. I guess. But that's just free, free Allen. Well, he's free. <laughs> he's good to now, go. Now, step two, we bring him back. Um, no, but like for me though, I, I would, I would probably not want him back just for the sense. I really just want to give the keys to Pierre and Floyd to kind of run this thing in the yeah. backcourt, obviously with Devin Carter helping. But but I don't think he's not the type that would demand playing time if he came back. I don't think there would any be any block. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Like, he would probably get some minutes, right? And I just... Yeah, and all he did last year was produce when he got minutes. That's very questionable. But, uh, but um, all right. You ready to dive into this Big E schedule? Yes, I am ready. Let's do it. All right. So, your Province Friars will open up Big E's play on December 19th at the Amp against the defending champion Marquette Golden Eagles, defending conference champion. Uh, should probably make that distinction. 
But that is on a Tuesday at the end. And then the Friars will go ahead and play. You know, the Friars open up first three games at, at home. Marquette and then Butler on Saturday the 23rd. And then Seton Hall on January 3rd, which um, which is the, let's see. The third is a Wednesday. So first three games at home, BOC. What what are your thoughts on on those? I think I think the um, the first half of the Biggie schedule is a lot easier than the second half. Um, yeah, for sure. So again, the Biggies is probably going to be the toughest iteration of the Biggies since the new formation of it. In my opinion, I think um, they'll probably be anywhere from six to seven top twenty five teams throughout the year uh, consistently. Um, opening against Marquette, that's tough, right? But it's at home, um, so that's good. Butler at home, great. Seton Hall at home, great. Creighton on the road, that's a really tough one. St. John's on the road, that'll be jumping just. Whoa, because... whoa, 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 whoa! Yeah, Going a little too fast, BOC. So yeah, as BOC just mentioned, after the three-game homestand that open, they will travel to Omaha. On uh, the 6th, which is a Saturday, to face Creighton. And then the following Wednesday at St. John's. Game will be at Madison Square Garden. Um, PC, one of six Big East opponents to get a game at MSG. Obviously, that was a um, sticking point with Patino in the offseason. Um, so, you yeah, see, I mean. You see they're playing some home games at UBS, too. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's so weird. Listen, man, Patino just, just wants to be New York. You know? They have three different home stadiums. Yes. Patino wouldn't want any any other way, BFC. But I, I do think those first five games, there's a chance that – I think you, you're happy with, what, three and two, right? Yeah. I think I there's mean, a chance at four and one. Listen, it, it's, a, it's a tough two-game trip Um, before that, that comes after a very manageable – Opening homestand here. Yeah, I, I think, think PC can go three and zero. So do I. So do I. Um, and I definitely think they could steal one at Creighton or at St. John's. So completely agree. Um. All right, moving on. Uh, the Friars then will host Xavier Musketeers on January thirteenth. Um, that is on a Saturday as well. Uh, I believe we have a bunch of home weekend games this year between non-conference and the conference schedule, which is nice. Um, The Musketeers, obviously, though, big news for them this week. Zach Fremantle and Jerome Hunter most likely out for the season. A pretty big blow. um, But I do think Xavier had an underrated offseason for the amount of talent they lost this past year. I like the transfers that they added. Um, Sean Miller tapping back in the international waters like he did at Arizona. Um, I think Xavier might be okay. I really do. When you say um, okay, though, when you say okay, though, what do you mean by that? Like tournament teams, though. Wow. Okay. I I, I disagree with that. It's fun. It's fun. I think they, I think they've um, the Jerome Hunter and Fremantle news is tough. I think they've. You know, even with Fremantle and Hunter returning, 
They lost uh, Kobe Jones. They lost Boom. They lost Kunkel, Rickety Cricket. Um, they lost Nunji. That's just so much for them to lose, even with even if they do reload on the transfer portal. No, it, it certainly is, but I don't know. I, I I'm, I'm trusting Sean Miller. I, I think he's a great coach. You're right. Yeah. I just think this is a. It seems like this is a really tough year for him to rebuild his roster. You say rebuild, you can say reload, whatever the hell you want to call it. It's a re, it's you have to reform the roster, and it's just a really tough year in the Big East to do that. Yeah. Um. So then they'll go at DePaul Wednesday, the seventeenth of January. Um, Providence has obviously had some nice success uh, against DePaul, especially games at DePaul. Remember, they blew them out. I think two years in a row when the game was like on or right around New Year's Day. Just absolutely blasted them uh, at, at Wintrust. Um, and then Friars will get a week off and not play again until at Seton Hall on Wednesday the 24th. Um, you know, I, I project the Pirates to be a bottom three team, unfortunately. Um there was, something, there was something. There was something in the local paper today. I'm, and those who don't know, I'm in Jersey. That Shaheen was talking about this team being a tournament team. And I, I get the optimism, but I was like, oof. Yeah, I, I mean, I listen, I don't see it. You could take a team like St. Peter's uh, and do what they did. So, you know, who knows? But yeah, I, I don't see them as being very good this year. But who knows? Yeah. Um. All right, then the big one, BOC. Saturday, January 27th, at the amp, Ed makes his return to Providence. Um, one of the biggest games in the college basketball schedule in the whole country this year, BOC. Yeah, it's uh, you see El Prez from Barstool's joining too. Um, it's going to be a hot ticket. I'm already, I got to start looking at the secondary market already. Yeah, would love to get him on the pod. Um, I doubt that happens, but I'm gonna try. You gotta shoot your shot, BFC. Hey, that's that's what that's what we do, and it seems to be working out pretty well for us. <laughs> um, but yeah, I, I I do know you are already planning on making the trip. Obviously, already um, already got the already got the hotel room, and I was surprised by how inexpensive the uh, the hotels were because I thought it I thought it would already be booked solid, but I guess you omni bound. No, I'm a uh, I'm Marriott Properties, so I'm staying at the uh, it's at Marriott Downtown or Aloft. I forget which one. Nice. Um, I mean, obviously, massive storyline going in. Um, you know, Friartown has had this game circled before we even knew where it was or when it was. Excuse me. Um, it's going to be loud. It's going to be hostile. Um, me personally, I, I just hope we don't cross that line. Uh, make the place like hell on earth for Cooley. No doubt about it. But there is a line that, that you can't cross, and I really just hope we don't do that. Um, yeah, I, I, I hope we don't either. I, I hope it's three hours of absolute hell for Cooley, but it doesn't cross the line with physical altercations. And listen, like we joke around on this pod and whatnot and on Twitter or X, whatever you want to call it. Um, it's a it's a good chance for us to showcase how awesome the attendance is by the student fan base, 
um, how awesome it is to play at the amp. It's actually a great recruiting uh, tactic. It could turn really sour quickly if something bad happens, like throwing a beer on on the court or uh, at at a particular somebody. So let's let's avoid doing that. Let's let's make that place a hornet's nest. Let's make Ed want to crawl out of his skin and just get out of there. But let's not a uh, nothing physical, right? I'm proud of you, BOC, Sh- showing some mercy. Uh, <laughs> it didn't seem like you were uh, for showing mercy, but now you are. I appreciate that. <laughs> not showing mercy. It's not showing mercy. It's just being smart. um all right so like you said you know those are the first first nine games so um close to half the schedule there um as you said the second half of the schedule does get tough um and pc has another tough two-game road trip at uconn on january 31st um it says stores connecticut on the uh, on the schedule there, I know UConn hasn't released which games are at Campbell, which games are at XL. But if you're a betting man, I'm a betting man. That game's going to be at Campbell. It's oh, a yeah. weekday sure. game. They're, they're they're never going to have us play at. Um, they're never going to have us play at XL here. Yeah. Which, by the way, like I understand that it's a quote unquote local team. Um, we travel well, province fans, all throughout. So make it really hard for province fans to get a ticket. I get it. Um, and then they go at Villanova on February 4th. Um, what day is that? Let me check. The 4th is a Sunday. Ugh. You making that tri- you made that trip before, BRC. You doing it again? I can see myself doing that. Yeah, why not? It's an it's an easy it's an easy ride for me to just hop on a train. Oh, jealous. I want to get to a road game this year. Like if you're gonna go to, like you uh, but UConn doesn't count. No, you know the road game to go to, and I'm gonna jump ahead to the schedule here, is the uh the Butler one. Yes. So And that's on a weekend. Say that PMC. Um so so yeah, just uh, I guess I'll just hit they, they get uh Creighton on the return game February seventh. Um, as a Wednesday, and then yes, the tenth, a Saturday at Butler. Hinkle has been on my CBB bucket list. I'd love to go there. Um, and I've heard Indianapolis is a happening time. So. Indianapolis is a fun time, especially you go to um, what the heck is the steakhouse there? There's an amazing steakhouse that there that has um shrimp cocktail, which will just uh. It's just one of the best steakhouses around in the Midwest. I'm, I'm not a big shrimp cocktail guy, but the the um the sauce is so strong and pungent that it's like you go there just for that. Not a big cocktail sauce. Saint Elmo's. Saint Elmo's. That's it. Um. So that's a Saturday. What's uh? Ugh. Dream scenario for me would be would be. Butler on a Saturday. Pats, Patriots Pats Yes, yes. You know what I'm doing there. But the Pats, Pats will get 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 the lowly Jets uh, for a week. <laughs> for that week. I think yeah. it's, week, it's week 18. Jeez. Wait. I'm an idiot. The game's in February. So <laughs> we're long past football season ending. Um, but, yeah, that, that would be an ideal for me. But 
hey, maybe that's another trip that we do. BFC. We got Bahamar. Uh, maybe we do Butler. I don't know. Yeah, we there's a couple of PC uh, guys that I graduated with that live in Indianapolis, oddly enough. Um, so that'd be a fun trip. St. Elmo's Steakhouse before the game, maybe after the game, depending on when the tip is. Uh, just a good time there. Yeah. Um, I, I would think that flight from Boston is not too bad either. No, it's easy. Price-wise, time-wise. Um, all right. Then PC will return home for a two-game homestand against St. John's on the 13th and then at DePaul – or excuse me, at home against DePaul on the 17th. Um, listen, th- this is tough because they only have – well, I guess it's four and four. But it feels like they have way more road games that down the stretch here. <laughs> um, but, yeah, four of their last g- eight games will be on the road. And really, it's just this last stretch here. February 21st, at Cintas, they'll be at Xavier. Then have to follow that up. They do get like a week off, but they have to follow that up with at Marquette on the 29th of February. Um, that's another tough two-game road stand. Um, then you got Villanova, and then the home games are tough. You got Villanova March 2nd at home. Um, that's a that's a Friday night. No, that's Saturday. Saturday. Um, and then you go to Georgetown. Who, who really cares about that? Uh, Georgetown fans complaining that it's on a weekday during spring break. But you know, that are, are there going to be any that, that showed up? Were there going to be any that showed up? Anyway? Yeah, I mean, exactly. Like the Capital One crowd probably doesn't even take that big of a hit. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> So then they'll wrap up the regular season Saturday, March 9th against UConn at home. Uh, PC students will be on break, but have no fear. Um, I'll take it from here. (laughs) That place will still be rowdy. Students or no students against UConn. Um, The locals get up for that one. So I'm not too concerned about the home home court advantage. but yeah, anything else stick out, BOC? Because like, to me, obviously you look the, the, when the games are played definitely matters. I'm not gonna say it doesn't matter, but at the end of the day, the schedule is the schedule. We know we're playing the, these ten teams twice. Yeah. Like, I don't know. It's kind of funny. Like schedule day, it's like oh my god. I yeah. I mean, everybody's playing pretty much the same schedule, right? Um, the thing that I like, and again, I'm I tend to be an optimist, but the hardest part of our schedule, in my in my opinion, you can say the at UConn, at Villanova versus Creighton, that three-game stretch, but I think the hardest part probably is the last five games, that last five games. And the reason why I bring that up is if we perform the way that I think we will, the last five games may just be for seeding purposes in the NCAA tournament, whereas we're just trying to, you know, pad the resume. Because I do think by – you know, that the Paul game on the 17th of February, we should know we're probably firmly a lock into the NCAA tournament or not. I, I don't want to bank on us having to do the typical, like, coolie miracle run at the end of the season and in the Big East tournament. I think the way the Big East schedule shapes up is we have a – it's the, the, the first half of the schedule is a little bit softer than the back half, and I think we should 
capitalize on that. Yeah, no, I, I totally agree with you. Um, you know, you look at last year, they led neck against Seton Hall and that impacted their seed. It impacted pretty much the rest of the season. Well, that's because somebody was putting their home on the market that day. Yeah. You literally, honestly, just thinking about that, you couldn't have timed that any worse. No. Like. Yeah, we're, we're at Dempsey's for the biggest tournament. All we can hear is these Cooley rumors and Fanta tweets out that they, someone on the Georgetown board says they got their guy. Like, great. That's that's awesome. Yeah, The fact that we were playing Kentucky, a blue blood, and nobody even cared about the game. Like, you remember how weird the vibes were around the Kentucky game? Oh, yeah. It was – the game was – and aftermath, like the game was secondary, which is the thing that bothers me the most about Cooley is the fact that he torpedoed potentially a special season. Forget yeah. about like prior to the scene hall game prior to, I think it was the game prior against, was it Xavier or somebody else? I forget who it was. I think it was Xavier where we got our doors blown off at home. We were trending to being like a five or six seed and everything just fell off. The, we just fell off a cliff. And it remember you and I were talking about like, what's going on with the players? Is it the locker room? Unbeknownst to us, it was the head coach. And that trickled down to the players. And Cooley had to freaking call to freaking call out the players after the scene hall game, too. Dude. Yeah, he – I think he'll re- – again, it's not the point of his podcast. I think he'll reflect back five, ten years from now, I think, and say – like, in, in a moment of reflection over drinks, he'll say, I handled this completely incorrectly. Oh, yeah. I mean, he misstepped, like, every single step <laughs> of the road. Dude. Whoever was his, like, campaign, like, the PR person, fired that person. Because they did everything he could do wrong, he did do wrong. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, and, I mean, we'll definitely be covering the full Cooley story, you know, as the game gets closer. Um. But, yeah. yeah well, let me ask you, do you think, do you think that's a noon tip, or do you think – do you think Ackerman? Do you think Ackerman? She's taking advantage of it. I, I, think, I think she realizes that Providence was pissed, and was like, "I'm going to do you a solid." And I mean, it so, makes so sense. Are you, so, are you saying it's going to be like a seven thirty tip? Yes. Oh my dude. I I hope for Cooley's sake it's not like what we talked about about if it's a if if you give everybody about ten hours of drinking before the game, that there's. There's, it's going to be a riot. There's no, there's no chance. Yeah, no, it's going to be uh, insane. I think um, I, I have high school buddies texting me, being like, "Yeah, I really want to go to this game." Uh, the sweet spot where the place is a raucous environment, but it doesn't go too far overboard, is probably like a like a three thirty tip. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, probably. But no, I, I think that's going to go. If it's, a 7, if it's a seven thirty or eight p.m. tip, he. D- Oh, boy. I hope for his sake it's not. I mean, you have a game that the whole country will probably be tuning into. Or... That'll, that'll probably be the most tuned in to game in all of college basketball. I'm not kidding. Yeah. That's it very crazy. well might be. That's crazy to say. And honestly, it's going to be more raucous than Texas Tech. I may have to go back to the tape, maybe watch that Just game. in the Texas-Texas Tech game. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, when Chris Beard returned, yeah. Um, I definitely think it's going to be more raucous than that. And like, not not to get too deep into this and go off on a cool tangent and just talk about that the whole time, but you know, listen, I at least recognize 
that Cooley did a lot for this program, a lot for the school, a lot for the community. Um, and I think one day maybe we can um, give him a, you know, innovation maybe. I, I don't know. But this game on the 27th, zero, zero chance. Like, zero chance. I, he's in for a uh, rude awakening if he thinks that we're going to come, like if we're going to welcome him with open arms or even be polite. Yeah, we're debating. Um, I mean, a couple other friars were debating whether or not they go video montage for him during the game. No, are you kidding me? Who the hell said that? My buddy Sam. He uh, thinks it's going to happen. He thinks the school will be like, you know what, we don't want to do this, but if if the if they don't want to if if they do that though, I think it's gonna just backfire. Yeah, that's what I was literally just about to say. If they if they want to ride on their hands, go ahead, give them a long <laughs> That's that's that they the video board will be ripped down from the ceiling if that happens. Uh, oh man, that game's gonna be fun. Someone just hacks the 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 video board and like edits it and they show all these highlights and at the end it's just like fuck you Ed. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, so what do you? All right, so big pick. I know we just got the schedule today. You're looking at it. What do you think? That, what do you think their record's going to be? In conference. In conference. Um, I'll give you. I'll give you mine. Let's go twelve and eight. I was going to say thirteen and seven. Yeah, I mean, biggest going to be a war. I like. I do think there are some unknowns. Um, we were chatting about this. I don't know if you agree with me or not, but I honestly think one through seven, I could see any of those teams winning the league. Maybe Xavier, I toss out now, but I don't think there are like tiers in this. I think it's tier one, one through seven. Tier two, the rest of the teams. Well, that, the do you consider Xavier in that tier? I'm wavering, but yes, I will. See, I, 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 I wouldn't. I know you wouldn't. And that's probably fair. But, like, again, I'm just going to stick to what I said. I, I, I do like the pieces he brought in. You know, Fremantle hasn't played really much anyways. He's always hurt. Yeah, but when he does when he does play, he produces. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't think you can firmly say there's one team that's at the, the top. I guess you could have said Creighton before Nemhart left and Kaluma left. Like, I, That still doesn't make any sense to me that, he, that those two left when they were knocking on the door of a championship. I know I could. Like, Kaluma, I can see leaving. His role kind of sucked with Gritton. Yeah, but you're playing for a team that can win a natty. Like, whatever happened about we before? I think Kansas State will be plenty competitive next year. Creighton will blow the doors off them if they if they play them. I don't know. Maybe, but well, if they play if they played twenty times, Creighton would win seventeen times. I. 
I think you're disrespecting our, our Baja Mar opener, uh, opening team. Well, with Will McNair there, who knows? I know. He just takes him next level. No, but like, I don't know. I, I felt like Kaluma was way too more, way too much perimeter oriented at Creighton. And he's got more to his game. I think he's going to show that against it. All right. Um, so what do we? What do we, I forget? What do we predict for the uh, non-conference? Did I? I think it was nine and two for me, or something like that. Yeah, I kind of forget we, what I put. It as well. Yeah, so say thirteen and seven, nine and two, as twenty-two and nine. That's firmly like a probably given the given the strength of the Big East. That's probably like a six or seven seed. Yeah. No, I know. Um, I mean, I don't know if I can just jump into bracketology right now, BSC. Oh, man. Uh, in, in September, but, you know, I, I I think their schedule – listen, Kim's in a really good spot in year one with the state. I, I think you and I both agree with that. Yes. Um, I think more than anything, I'm just excited for the new brand of basketball that we get to watch. Yeah. And again, like, I, I don't want to sit here, like, you see a lot of people on Twitter just be like, oh, like, good luck with Cooley, he sucks. Like, I mean, Cooley, again, Cooley did a ton, but I do think it would be refreshing to get a new brand of basketball to watch. Yeah, and until we, uh, until we go, like, 10% from three, chucking 35 threes, and we miss the old ways of just banging down low. I wouldn't, I'm not going to miss it. Let it rip. Let's run up and down the court. Find the open man. Move the ball. Oh, man. I, I'm i excited for that. I really am. I'm cautiously optimistic. Anything else, BOC? No, man. I think uh, I think we covered everything. There was a lot that was going on. Um. We'll start to get out some yeah, player um, reviews. I don't know if you noticed this, but at the top of the show, well, you did kind of make a reference, so maybe you did. But I called it X instead of Twitter. I do have breaking news. I had to update my Twitter account, and now I have X. It's very sad, but it's the new world we live in, BOC. So wait, you were running on the old Twitter? Oh, forever. And I thought I was going to do it forever, too. Uh, it's actually kind of funny. You joined this... this uh, Space is real late at night. Um, but it was that night. It was like a Saturday. And me and a few buddies um, got on Spaces. And it wasn't like province. The funniest part was um, I get on there on the crier. And then like a few of our followers just instantly get on. And I'm like, oh, no, this is not that space. Like, <laughs> this is just shoot the shit uh, space. This has nothing to do with PC Hoop. So I got off and then went on to my actual Twitter account and, and jumped in there. But then it was having issues. And I couldn't get in. I'm like, what, what the hell? So I updated the app. It's devastating. You'll survive. I know. I was proud of you. I was proud of you for calling it X. I noticed that. Yes. I, the first time I the first time I've done that, I think. Uh so yeah, we'll be X moving forward. Um all right, content related news. We did that draft, BOC. Now you already lost a player. So now my team really killed you. Um, yeah, we're going four on five. <laughs> so we'll start to pump out those articles, I think, um, relatively soon here. We do that next week, yeah. 
Yeah. Um, we think you start with Santoro. I think that's probably. Yeah, we could do that. I mean, we'll probably have them come out from like player importance, right? Like. Santoro is very important. I don't know what you're saying. He could be. Never know. Yeah, you know, yeah, that's right. You never know. Um, but uh, but yeah. Um, anything else? I'm trying to think. No, I think I think that's everything. We have um. Well, actually, we have a a big man visiting this weekend. Uh, 2024 big man, six ten. Uh, what the heck is his name? Luke something. You you quote tweeted it. So. Luke Luke Bang Boy Bam Boy. Uh, I don't know how how to pronounce that last name. Twenty twenty four big man. And my first thought again to what we talked about earlier is I wonder if they're trying to get him to reclass, but he looks like a typical like rim runner. He doesn't look like a a, a big big. He looks like a rim running big. Um, so maybe it's just reloading the cupboard for the front court moving forward. Yeah, and then also we got, I think we got. Elohim coming on the 28th. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm sure some recruiting stuff will start to crop up here. Um, I can't wait. I know. You, you love that stuff. I know. I do. Um, all right. Well, that will wrap it up for another episode of the Province Crier Podcast. See you next time, Prior Town. See you guys. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yo. David Duke when I'm way about a hoop, ay. Cross over, I might go to LEU. Heard they sleeping on me, well, let's take them back to school. PC, you know we on go, ay. Feel like AJ Reeves when I'm off that pick and roll, ay. Fall down, bounce back like Emmy Hope, ay. I'm the alpha dog, Diallo. They were sleeping on me, that's what made me a savage. And he see me bumping, so we gon' let him have it, yeah. Static, we at the top just like the attic. Yeah, the top. This year we taking over March Madness. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah. David Duke, when I'm way above the hoop, eh? Cross over, I might throw the alley you. But they sleeping on me while well, I take them back to school. Man up in my city, I'm the truth, yeah.